Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, the Son, revealed to us this day as the Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas to you all and Happy New Year again. There is a saying that goes like this, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Here we are just mere days into this new year and what has changed besides the page of the calendar? Well, maybe not much. Most all of the things that challenged us in 2020 are still at hand. Our political scene keeps jumping to extremes. Just when you think they are going to accomplish something, they open their mouths or tweet something divisive. Battle lines being drawn as Congress prepares to certify the electoral votes. 11 GOP congressional members preparing to oppose them, undermining the electoral process which they boasted victory in four years ago, now wanting to subvert that process as unacceptable. Continuing to divide and to weaken a country. The battleground for the Senate in Georgia has been like watching two-year-olds play in a sandbox. And the Senate overturned President Trump's veto of the defense bill, seemingly more to send a message than to accomplish good government. In talking to a friend this week who's a financial advisor, he commented that while our economy is limping along, the markets have rebounded to the point where many of his clients have recovered their losses from March and April. But the question remains, what will this week bring? What are the events of the world that will affect our markets again? And COVID infection numbers are better, but still quite high. One person dies from COVID-related complications every 10 minutes in LA County. There's an anticipation that there will be a surge over the next week due to Christmas gatherings, and the prediction now that 150,000 people will die in the month of January alone. 150,000 people. That's most of the population of Sioux Falls. All while there is hope in vaccines, but hearing of the colossal issues of distribution, who gets it, who has to wait, delivery of vaccines from manufacturers seemingly exceeding the ability to administer them, which sounds completely backwards and people still struggling from the lingering effects of COVID and other illnesses. And now a new strain, one in Great Britain and one in China. No, it doesn't take much or long to see that though we have turned the calendar, things are kind of the same. But is that true? Are these the things that really define your life? Are these the things that are truly at the center of your life? Because I would say that if they are, you're in trouble. But I also know that it is easy to get stuck in the quagmire of these things. On New Year's Eve, my family and I were sitting around the dinner table and my wife Marnie made the request that we would all go around and come up with 10 things that we were thankful for in 2020. And to be honest, at first, I immediately thought, huh, it's much easier to think about the things that challenged us. 
And it seemed like it could be a struggle, but as we offered one after another, we quickly bypassed 10, we quickly bypassed 20. And what I soon realized is that when we took pause to recognize those blessings in our life, the challenges that were so much a part of my thinking to begin with seemed to just fade away. And to be honest, I gave thanks for that moment because I believe that God was at work in that conversation. That in that conversation, he reminded me of where he had been working. All the while, I had been fretting and focusing on the challenges, the things that worry and stress. He revealed his son again. Now, there's a curious phrase in our gospel text for today. The world did not know him. Now, if we were to surely think back on that Christmas day, very few would have known of what happened, the events of that first Christmas. But then we hear that the angels proclaimed his birth, and many came to know the events of that day. But I still wonder, some 2,000 years since the events of that amazing first Christmas, does the world know Jesus Christ today? I was reading yesterday a poll that was conducted in 2019 that suggests that 40% of the world population has never heard of Jesus Christ. 40%. This got me to thinking just a little bit, how is it that you came to know Jesus Christ? Does your knowing predate your memory? That you were taught about Jesus in the brine of your family birthright? Or did you come to know the name Jesus Christ as you grew up. Many of you know that I did not grow up in the church, but it was my grandmother that was the voice of God's word in my life as I was younger. It was not until I was in college that I came to faith. But again, I wonder, how was the promise of Jesus Christ told to you? This upcoming Wednesday, January 6th, is a special day in the church calendar year. Because January 6th draws close to what we call the 12 days of Christmas or Christmas tide, and we celebrate the beginning of Epiphany. Epiphany is the season of light, and it is the season of the church year where we celebrate and we hear of God revealing his son to the world. And for those of you that remember your Sunday school lessons, Epiphany is also the day that we celebrate the visitation of the Magi or the wise men to the birth child, the Christ child. We hear this from Matthew chapter 2. The wise men were Zoroastrian priests, meaning that they looked to the stars for signs. They came from the east following the Bethlehem star, seeking the child born who was the Messiah the one who was anointed by God, the one who had been foretold throughout all of human history, the promise of God sent into the world incarnate, God's promise sent into the world to enfold it with his grace and his mercy. And we hear God's promise again today in this first chapter of John's gospel 
which was the same text that we actually heard on Christmas Day this year. This gospel reveals God's promise in Jesus Christ, which existed even before God utters the words, let there be light. Those first words of creation that are not about the sun, S-U-N, they are about the sun, S-O-N, the sun who is the light in and of himself. And God reveals his son as the word which is God's promise for you and God's word does what it says. Especially creating something new where there was only darkness seen and felt. Epiphany sp specifically focuses on the incarnation of Jesus Christ who is God's word come incarnate that is in human form and he comes to bring grace and truth and we see his glory. But what does that mean that we have seen his glory? What is glory? How can we see it and better yet, how do we react to it? The world has a very narrow and different understanding of glory, doesn't it? If we look to the definition of glory, we hear that it is high renown or honor by a notable achievement or something with magnificence or great grandeur. Glory can even be a verb, something you take great pride or pleasure in, you glory in it. But God reveals glory in a much different way, doesn't he? Now many would say that Jesus comes into the world to give us an example to follow and I again will tell you that if that is your understanding why Jesus came, you're in trouble. Because you cannot be your own savior. Though we humans believe we can and we try, we push God aside and we convince ourselves that we can do it on our own, but then of course where is the focus of glory in that? Well, I thought so. It's back on the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. Again, I ask, what does it mean for us to know Jesus Christ in our world today? And how then does that affect our today and our tomorrow? To know Jesus Christ is to receive God's promise, and that is Christ himself, who claims you who claims you as sin clings to you. It is how God guards you from sin so that you can be reminded in those moments when sin, death, and the devil are speaking in your ear that these things have no voice over you. This is the cure for doubt. In fact, our text for today also gives you the greatest weapon against these things. It says, but all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. He gives power. It does not come from within. He gave himself so that you are a child of God. Jesus Christ came to challenge what glory is and how it functions for you. He, came to, he comes to take on your identity and that is sinner. Taking on your sins, your actual sins onto himself so that sin, death, and the devil have no word over you. 
And then he goes to the cross and he dies your death for you. He then tells you the sweetest words that you can ever hear. You are forgiven. And in those words, in that proclamation, in that blessing given to you this day from this pulpit, you are reborn children of God by faith. You are a new creation each time you hear these words. The glory of God that is seen in Christ Jesus is counter to what the world calls glory because Christ's glory is found in the shame of the cross, in the suffering of the cross, in his death on the cross, and in his resurrection. Jesus' glory is shown in the victory of the cross. It is not defined by the world's definition. It comes by showering God's grace and mercy on you. And we see this victory each time we witness a baptism. We hear this victory each time we confess our sins and we hear God's absolution, you are forgiven. We taste this victory each time we take his body and blood given for you. And it is in these times that Christ is revealed and he is known in your life as God reveals his son to you and to the world. Victory is known when we confess Jesus Christ. This is what makes Christ known in the world. Whenever and wherever his promises are spoken and heard, it is you that makes Christ known in the world. And here is a promise for you to hear and to know today. Christ has come. He has come with grace and with truth, and truth is with a capital T. When Christ is revealed to you, this truth brings hope, it brings power, it brings conviction and resolve, it guides your thoughts and your actions, and it looks at the challenge of this world in your life and it says, these things do not define me. St. Paul even reminds us of this in his letter today. For you that are baptized into Christ, God has destined you for adoption as his child. From the beginning of creation, he chooses you as his own. And when you heard this word of truth, you were marked and sealed by the Holy Spirit forever so that you would know a certainty that this promise is for you now, in this moment. There is new life whenever and whenever Christ is revealed. And it sounds like this. I, I am a child of God. This is most certainly true. Thanks be to God. Amen.